We are back and better than ever. Welcome to the Enhanced Talent Podcast, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. We appreciate you stopping by. I am your host, Brock Fluker. I am joined by Chris Kirby. Finally, we're yeah. able, able to record. Yeah, we've been sitting here for like an hour trying to fix stupid stuff, but we're here now. <laughs> we are here. And we have some AEW all-out predictions. We have Enzo and Cass coming back to WWE, or not, apparently. <laughs> we have uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, challenging for the Universal title at Hell in a Cell. Mm-mm. And... We will repick our original predictions from the King of the Ring. Because we that, both suck. That we failed miserably at. <laughs> but we've already wasted enough time today, so we're Yeah, gonna we get, should be wrapping it up by now. We're gonna get right into things in these all out predictions. Okay. This let's do Saturday it. in Chicago. Place that Chris knows very well. Not really. Not really. No. At least Illinois. Uh, yeah, I'm from like two and a half hours south. Yeah, I've been I've been there a few times. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, all out Saturday nights. We've got uh, ten matches on this card to go through. Oh wow! And let's waste no time. I mean, ten matches. It's gonna be an awesome night. So, what what are you gonna be looking for from this show? I'm gonna look for him to step it up. I don't want to see the same thing we've seen the last two or three shows. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to f- just get complacent and they're going to turn into WWE 2.0. Yeah, there's there's definitely, like, I'm looking for that double or nothing vibe that they had on the first show. Yeah. And I would like to see more uh, fleshed out characters people that are definitively heels and definitively baby faces. Yeah, that'd be Instead nice. Instead of a lot of the middle grounds that is going on. I mean, I don't mind the middle ground, though. It just means they've got, they can feud with anybody. Yeah. Without having to be one side or the other. Yeah. I, I guess that might be the new way of doing it, honestly. And if, well, I mean, if they're going to try and make it about wrestling, you don't need to be a face or a heel. You just need to go out there and put on a show. Yeah. I mean, the stories are nice, but I just want to see some good action. I don't care if you hug it out or spit in each other's face at the end. I just want to see a good match. Well, we'll go through this card uh, starting with the two pre-show matches, I believe, are announced. Ooh, two. The private party of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Ooh. Now, Private Party was in that uh, that multi-man tag match at one of the last shows, and I remember really loving them. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Private Party. I'd like to see them get built up. I'm going to go with the other ones. And Helico and Jack Evans? Because I, I remember them from a previous show as well that I liked. Yeah. So I'll go with them just to be different, because okay. I could go for either one. Yeah, I didn't really care for Angelico and Jack Evans well, that we don't, much. And we don't really know them yet. Yeah, we're still getting... That's what makes this even better, because we don't know what we're doing. Or what we're, you know, what who we're talking about, really. Yeah, and we have the uh, 21-woman casino battle royale. 
Oh, I know who's winning that easy. Which, uh, I did have the names pulled up, but since I restarted the computer, it's <laughs> not, uh, it's not there anymore. Oh, I know who's gonna win. Okay. Me. <laughs> what? 21 women in one ring? Come on. Why, why, why are you gonna do that? Because I'm a guy. <laughs> Alright, so... <coughs> my pick is gonna be Britt Baker. I think so. I, I think that, uh... They're building a. They sh, they seem to be possibly looking to build around her, and we're not sure who the opponent is going to be either because the winner of this gets a uh, title shot, mm. but we don't know who it's going to be against or how they're going to decide that yet. There's another women's match on the show, but I don't know if that's to decide the number one contender. But uh, that one's uh, Riho and. Uh, Whatever the other girl's name is. Oh, the other Japanese girl? Or, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what her no, name I'll is. I'll get to it when we're there. But uh, Awesome Kong will also be in this, so she's a possible one. Yeah, but I, I can't see her be winning because you would think they'd want a full-timer to win. Yeah. And nothing against Kong, but she's just not a full-timer. Right. And uh, Nyla Rose is another one I could see I winning. could see that one. I can see her winning. Even though they've had her lose in every match she's been in. Oh, yeah, but they're just getting started, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm rolling with uh, Britt Baker. Who do you have? I really don't know. I mean, Britt... Jazz will be in this, too, I remember. I mean, yeah, Britt Baker is a good one, but... But Jazz won't win. No. I don't know. I'm, I may have to actually wait just to see who's all in it. Yeah, there's uh, there's ten announced so far out of twenty one. Yeah, see, it's still kind of early because we don't know who all's going to be in it. Well, I mean, for all we know, there could be a legend coming from a different company that might win it. They just signed. Get the Wikipedia page up so we can I'll pull read it out the names. I've already got oh, it. Oh, you got it. Yeah, but uh, we'll keep rolling. Uh. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and a six-man tag. This this should be a fun match for sure. Yeah. With uh, Jungle Boy and the the ten-year-old uh, child Marco Stunt, <laughs> which I'm sure will infuriate many. But uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Luchasaurus team. Who yeah. do you have on that one? Oh, i got to choose the uh, Luchasaurus. You have yeah. to. It seems like SCU is being used more to get and the other guys over. They're being used to enhance. <laughs> yeah. All right, so to go through the names that are announced uh, for that Battle Royal, we have Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Ali, Brandy Rhodes, Teal Piper, Ivelisse, Jazz... Big Swole, Sadie Gibbs, and Awesome Kong. I'm gonna have to wait till I get more names. Well, you gotta pick something. <laughs> well, we can't I wait. Pick, I, I pick one that isn't listed. <laughs> well, well, you gotta give me a name. You, you can't just pick TVA. That, that, <laughs> that gives you 11 possible winners. Fine, I choose Vacancy. <laughs> Oh, uh, fine. Give me Brandy. Brandy Rhodes. I, I could actually see that, too. I, I can't I, just... I, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope not, but I could see it. Yeah. All right. And we both have the Luchasaurus team. 
Then we have Riho versus Hakira Hakira Shida. Um, yeah, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I will just say Riho. Yeah, because I can say that one. <laughs> <laughs> even uh, even Britt Baker got them confused. So it, yeah. it's not just us. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like they're they both they're both fine. Like, but. I don't know. I just haven't really been given much of a reason to care for them, and I don't... That triple threat match or whatever they did with Nyla Rose, I really hated. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll just go with Rio. Yep. And then we have Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc in a triple threat match. This one is going to be uh, a cluster. Considering we have Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc, who are both the hardcore deathmatch sort of guys. Yeah. And Darby Allen, who is willing to kill himself for this show, as we saw in the match with Cody. <laughs> and so, the, I could see this going all three ways. So, who, who do you have on this one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Darby. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, Joey Janela. That's a possibility, yeah. too. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I'm between either him or Darby. I, I feel like they're putting a lot into Darby. and yeah. But I also feel like they he's the type of guy that they can have take losses and still do what they want with him. Yeah. But, we'll see. Then we have the uh, Lucha Bros of Pentagon and Phoenix... Against the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, in a ladder match for the Triple A Tag Team Champions. Well, we know the Young Bucks won this. Plain and simple. And why is that? Because they're like top dogs in the company. They're going to win the first time. Yeah, but being that it's for the Triple A Tag Team Championships. Oh, that's is, true. It's not the AAW. Yeah, which I don't really need to see the AAA championships in AEW, personally. But, like, they're gonna do it, and I have the Lucha Bros winning, because the Young Bucks have already beaten them twice in three shows. One was the two-on-two, the regular tag, and then they had the six-man with Kenny Omega. Yeah. They gotta give the Lucha Bros something. I'll take the Lucha Bros. I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks. Alright. And then this tag team match is for the first round bye in the tag team tournament. The best friends of Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta going up against the Dark Order, the gimmick that I don't really care for, yeah. of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I gotta go with the best friends. Yeah. I wasn't impressed by the Order when we saw them in the ring, actually. and I always wasn't impressed, so I'll just go with the best friends. So I'm going to go with the Dark Order, not because I want them to win, but because I think the first round bye is something that you'd want to give to a heel team and have the the babyface team have to go through the whole thing while uh, Uno and Grayson, may, maybe they win because they're minions or some shit. Well, I can see that, but that's also a WWE way of thinking. It is. And this isn't WWE. Hopefully not. So, I'm hoping you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but either way, I think it's a, a heel thing to have uh, 
the heel team get the bye so that they just have a week off. Yeah, I, I mean, I see it. I can see it going that way. All right, and now we have Cody Rhodes, or just Cody, uh, <laughs> versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. And uh, the the gimmick in this match is that, uh, and I've actually watched all of the uh, Rhodes All Out on uh, the, the YouTube channel that they're doing. Oh. And so the thing with this match is that uh, each each uh, participant, Cody and Spears, are allowed to have one representative at ringside, and Spears is Tully Blanchard. And then the question is, who will Cody's be? Brandy. It could be. <laughs> that would be pretty vanilla, though. Well, but, it's kind of obvious. I mean, who else will, could it be? Who else would it be? Well, the, it could be MJF, who is uh, mm. good friends with Cody, and... An idea that is not mine, but I'll run with it anyway, is that Cody's representative could be Arn Anderson. Ooh. And and the idea, and it's from a solemn monster for full full clarity, but I loved it so much, is that Cody would come out with Arn Anderson, but in the end Arn would screw over Cody <laughs> and go back with Tully and Spears. Because the horsemen always screw over the roads. Oh. Now that right there is just a beautiful television show right there. Yeah. But apparently it might not be possible because uh, Arn's severance with WWE might not allow him to work AEW yet. Oh, he may not may which, not be enough time yet. Which I... I don't know if, like, it's the same for agents, but for wrestlers, it's always the 90-day no-competes. Yeah. I don't know if that's that same time, but I, it would have had to have been more than 90 days since Arn got fired. Well, how right? is that possible? Look at uh, Moxley. He didn't wait 90 days after. Yeah, but he wasn't fired. His contract. Oh, well, that's true. It's only if you're fired. Gotcha. That, that they do the no, the no-competes. Okay. Well, has it been three months? I would think it has been. Let me ask. It's, it's been a while. Let me ask Google. Well, let me type it into Google. <laughs> All right. We have, uh, speaking of John Moxley, he is, of course, out of All Out with the uh, MRSA infection on his elbow that he will have to get removed, and he was unfortunately unable to make it to this show, but... In replacing him, they got someone who I am possibly even more excited for. We have Pac, the former Neville, mm. <laughs> going against Kenny Omega. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, just because I like Neville. Yeah, that I always thought he was really underutilized yes. in WWE. And just everything I've seen, he just looks so good. Anderson was fired from WWE February 24th. Okay, so that's like six months ago. Yeah, so it's well, o it's well over three months. So it could happen. I don't know if it's different for. I don't see why it would. For him, I mean, if he's still getting checks from them as part of some severance, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's if there's no asterisk at the end, he it could happen. Yeah, but back on a uh, Pac and Omega, this one is a hard one to predict. Because, uh, you know, the original reason, like, Pac was supposed to be at the Double or Nothing show, but they had 
creative differences is what it was said to be, and he yeah. ended up not going. Now he's, uh, and I guess one of the things was with, uh, he was working for Dragon Gate at the time, and he was undefeated there and their champion, and it was theorized at least that he, that he didn't want to lose on Double or Nothing, but that's just conjecture, no really telling if that's the case or not. Okay. So, you would think that with Pac agreeing to go, that he would be the one winning. You would think, but I, I'm seeing the other side. I'm seeing Omega winning. Yeah, and that's the other side of it is that Omega, Omega lost to uh, Jericho on the first show. Yeah. He, then he had a tag win, and then he beat uh, Shima in the other show. So really, and, he, I mean, he's had a win and a loss and a tag win. And you have to think of it too: is that they're gonna, they're gonna go back to uh, Omega versus Moxley when Moxley is back. Yeah, but that could take a little time. Well, he says that he's gonna be ready by October when they go to TV, but no telling. But yeah, either way, you would think there too that you would want to keep Omega strong going into that match. So, but they could they could let him lose and build him up on the next pay per view in September. Yeah, this is a if tough, there is one. Yeah, this is a tough one to call. Well, no, I don't think there is one in September. It doesn't. I haven't heard of anything. But I I'm gonna roll with uh, Pac just because the the old wrestling. Uh, adage is that if someone gets inserted into a match, then that person has to win no matter what. Hey, look at Kofi. Because <laughs> because uh, if he doesn't, then it makes it seem too predictable. Yeah, I mean, just for that, I'm going to have to agree with you and go with Pac. Oh, you changed yours. I did, because what you said made sense. And the main events for the First ever, the inaugural AEW World Championship. Cody. Cody. I, I don't know. Cody yeah. ain't even in the match. Oh, okay. It's Chris Jericho versus Adam Hangman oh, that's Page. Right. I just figured, you know, with Cody being, you know, in charge, he'd be the first one to hold the title. He's just gonna insert himself in the match. <laughs> it's like, gonna be a triple threat. We just don't know it yet. Like Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Nine. <laughs> Um, mm, Jericho what? and Omega. I don't see this is a uh, it. There's definitely people on both sides of this. That yeah. there's the one side that says that Chris Jericho is the most well-known name in AEW. You want him to be the uh, have the flagship and carry that into going into TV. And then there's the other side that says that uh, Chris Jericho is also the embodiment of a WWE guy. And to put the championship on him might seem hypocritical of what AEW is trying to do. And I could see that more because, I mean, it seems like they're trying to be total opposite of WWE. Yeah. Which, I mean, so far I can't say they've succeeded totally, but if I can't see him giving the title to Jericho. One, he is a part-timer with AEW. He's not full-time. And, well, but two, at least as, as... As of we know. Yeah, I mean, 
Anything can change. Well, I don't think he's going to be wrestling every week, but I expect him to be on most of the shows. I just, I don't know. I think wrestling's going to, I think the show is about wrestling and they're going to want more wrestling, not people talking. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Hangman. I'm going to go with Jericho. And I think Jericho, to me, is the right choice. I don't. And I don't think he needs to hold the title long, but I think going into the TNT deal, to have a recognizable name like him, and then you can use that to build up uh, Paige if you want to do a rematch. You could, I mean, you could have anyone chase him and beat him within the first couple of months. Like, you know, there's... Pac, Omega. I mean, unless they're planning on him dropping the title like the first TV episode. Yeah, I mean... The, yeah, the, but it'd have to be the first episode. He'd have to drop The first it. title defense, I believe, is on the second TV show. Second or third. Okay, then, yeah, I'd say give it to Hangman. Yeah, I'm still going to roll with Jericho. I just... I can't see him putting it on a WWE star that just came from WWE. Right. Just like they wouldn't put it on Moxley right now. Even if he was in the match. Yeah, and I think he's someone that will eventually have it. Oh, I know he will. But I think it's too soon. They both just left WWE. It's too soon. They're going to... Oh, well, of course, they're a big name in WWE. Of course they're going to get the title. Yeah. I don't know if it helps that uh, Jericho has been a lot more anti-WWE since he's left. Well, a lot of people get that way. Yeah. After they leave. So... I mean, I, I take it with a grain of salt. Because you don't know if it's kayfabe or real. Well, some of it is definitely Jericho being well, a... Yeah, some of it is, but you don't you don't know how much of it. Right. So, yeah, I've got to go with Hangman. Alright, well, that is all of them. We actually disagreed on a lot of them. We did, more than usual. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess you could tell the difference between AEW and WWE. <laughs> but... I'm sure uh, me and you will talk about the show next Thursday. I'll have the review on the YouTube channel. You do that, what, Sunday, Saturday night? Saturday night, Sunday morning-ish. But, yeah, that'll be that'll be a hell day, just because I'm going to be exhausted. Oh, yeah, because you got to work Saturday night, too. Well, no. Well, Saturday. Work, work late on Friday and then in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. So, I'll be, I'll be exhausted. But yeah. I'll, I'm still going to bring it. I'm still going to do it. And that will be up on the YouTube channel Saturday night going into Sunday morning. Nice. And I guess we'll uh, go through our other few uh, news topics as we uh, close out here. Well, let's, let's not close with the one tag team. Let's do them next. Okay. Do you want to talk about Enzo and Cass? Yeah, let's get it out the way because I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dave Meltzer reported today that uh, WWE had contacted Enzo and Cass about returning to NXT to be quote top stars of the brands going into the uh, TV deal with USA that will be debuting in. Just a couple weeks, uh, September 16th, yeah. I believe is what, the What, three weeks? Uh, yeah, just a little over two. But uh, So, after that, just uh, before we started recording this, in fact, 
uh, Meltzer tweeted that uh, WWE. Uh, I don't know if he said that they had not contacted them or they had stopped negotiations with them or whatever, but he said that it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Good. So, we don't know if uh, that could change again. I'm surprised they didn't go try and go to AEW, honestly. I don't think they'd fit, honestly. Like I know they said they, weren't, they didn't want to take a lot of WWE stars, though. Yeah, I don't think they're what AEW is looking for. Nah, sure, I don't either. More, send them to Impact. They're the ones that usually take See, WWE like, former stars. The the thing is, is that I think that the right place for them and the right crowd for them is the WWE crowd. The mm-hmm. sports entertainment sort of thing. Yeah. Because they... They fit in more there than they do in indie wrestling, I think. They, and because I agree. Indie wrestling is so much more about work rates and having paying uh, your dues, long matches, and all sorts of stuff. What WWE is more about is the personality, the larger than life sort of feel. Yeah. And I think Enzo and Cash for a time definitely had that. Yeah, I think it went to their heads. I obviously don't know everything happened and why they got fired Mm -hmm. but I think it went to their heads and they just got ahead of themselves yeah I mean Cass is uh, I mean they're two different stories really yeah I mean I know Cass even come back and said he deserved to be fired yeah and that's the thing is that Cass and and I give a lot of respect to Cass with the interviews he's done since he's gotten fired he said that you know like you said he deserved to be fired and that you know he had uh, it was a depressing time for him. Yeah, really. I, I saw it. I didn't watch it, but I saw it on YouTube, a clip of him mm-hmm. talking about being depressed after being fired. Yeah, and now it seems like uh, he, he's gotten himself in a better shape mentally and physically. And, like, I, I never really thought much of Cass as, like, a single star. Like, he, he just seems like the guy that I'm tall, so I get a push. But I, I always liked the Enzo and Cass team, just because yeah. they, they worked they worked well together. They did because you had Enzo as the the hype guy, the mouthpiece, and then he gets he's the one that gets beaten up all match until he gets the hot tagged Cass. Yeah. Now, the only way I disagree with that is they if they hold off and bring Cass back in a couple more years, he could come back like Drew McIntyre did. I don't mean the exact way, but I mean hit the gym, come back ripped, built, strong, mentally ready to take over. Right. Well, and I don't mean follow the same footpath, but you know, for for him to do that, I think he definitely needs to uh, work more on the independent circuit, like McIntyre did. Yeah, and that's true. And just like McIntyre improved drastically oh, God. in the ring from his time away from WWE. Yeah, I remember when he was in WWE the first time. Oh my god, it was horrible. Yeah. There, and it's like Jinder Mahal. He, he would have uh, little moments where you could see like the potential, but it was never consistent. Well, that, But when he came in, he came in as the chosen one. Right. Which I think went to his head. 
It, I mean, even if it didn't go to his head, it's a tough spot to be put in. Because oh, yeah. The, the expectation from there. Yeah, I mean, the owner of the company just told you you're the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of expectations. There, there's a lot of pressure there. Definitely. But, you know, now he's come back, and, you know, I, I don't love the way they're using him because I feel like he should be more in the main event heel spot. But either way, he has... He has job security now. Yep. He's old. He's going to be there as long as he wants to. And he's always going to be a part of something. Yeah. And, I mean, you may not like him as a character, but as a performer, it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, Enzo is a different story, too. Yes. Because, uh, you see, I was one of the few people, I feel like, that liked the uh, Enzo as Cruiserweight Champion run. The, I I didn't care for Enzo when he was away from Cass. Right. I just didn't care for him as a singles wrestler. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I, did, I don't know. I just didn't like it. No, I think yours is the majority opinion. I, I'm more of the outside one. Here. Yeah. But I, I always liked it just because it was different. And he was he was just, you know, the, the Enzo character. And he would talk about how great he is and then you know uh, the match with uh, Neville when he won the Cruiserweight title he hit two moves and other than that got uh, beaten alive the whole match and just fluked his way into a win and see I don't like that either when wrestlers claim to be all that when they got a fluke win and I, I know that's yeah. scripted I know that right? and I get that but it kind of ruins it as a fan to get behind somebody who says, oh, they're they're better than this person, that person, all they did was get lucky. Yeah, I mean, I like it that way just because it it is it's a good way for a heel to get heat, really. And But a good heel can get heat just by coming out the curtain. Yeah. Just being you as a heel. Yeah, I think there needs to be, like, some sort of delusional heels, too. Mm, okay. Maybe. But... If uh, Enzo and Cass do end up going back to NXT, which doesn't appear like it's going to happen, but if it does, um, thinking about where they fit in, and, you know, I don't, like, fully keep up with NXT, and I know you don't at all, but, uh, you know, the they, they still have the Street Profits there, and uh, Undisputed Era, you know, are the main guys there. I think... I think if they brought in Enzo and Cass, that they could fit in in NXT. I mean, it might do both Enzo and Cass good to go back to NXT. Yeah. Because and they kind of—I don't know if it's if it's how it happened or not—but it seemed like they got rushed up to the main roster. Yeah, maybe a little. And it almost seemed just like they weren't ready for it. But the, the, that's the thing, though, is that now NXT is the main roster. Now, yeah. yeah it's it's well gonna, as of next. <laughs> yeah, next couple weeks. Uh, so, bringing them back in that environment, and, you know, I'm sure the Full sale crowd will love to see them, and I think it's an environment that uh, they could dance it, I think. They could. I think they should, if they do come back, they should come back like they did, like they came out before. Yeah. Don't change anything. Come out like you did before. Yes. Because you can't teach that. <laughs> and I think they're definitely at their 
at their best together. Like it's best for both of them. Oh yeah, we saw them when they weren't together and they both sucked. Yeah, and even after they <laughs> both left WWE, they had they they had a whole falling out and didn't talk to each other. Yeah, uh, that could be a reason they get back together is they both get re-signed to NXT. Yeah, just and, for the storyline purpose. And that situation I thought was Enzo being a dick too, because uh, he told the story that. Uh, the uh, thing that had their the, that caused their falling out was if you remember the Raw where and Enzo and Cass fought in like a street fight or something, and it was when Cass uh, tore his knee. I, I think he tore an ACL, mm-hmm. and you know he tried to finish the match, and I, I remember it vividly. Like he tried to finish, and does like the power slam and tries to do the the big elbow that he does but he ends up collapsing and can't do it and they they call the match off yeah and enzo was the one pissed off that they didn't finish the match yeah because you know he his whole idea was that you know when austin broke his neck he still rolled up owen hearts but a broken neck doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna feel pain all over well it didn't that he was paralyzed <laughs> Well, yeah, therefore he wouldn't feel it, the pain that, like he would if he tore an ACL. You're going to yeah, feel that. But he couldn't... He, it, like, I, I get what you're saying. It's a different thing. But, like, he was uh, paralyzed and couldn't move for a good few minutes. Yeah. But look at McMahon. Pulled both his quads just getting into the ring. Mm, he yeah. couldn't even stand up. But you expect somebody who tore the ACL to finish a match? Yeah. Now, yeah, it was very unfair. I mean... Triple H when he tore his pec at the tag match. I think that was it his pec that he tore? Yes. You know, he didn't do much after that. Right, he was still in it. He was in it. They didn't call it, but it was a tag match. So no. Michaels took the blunt of everything. And you could go to the other one with Triple H was when he tore his quad and then tag yeah. match with uh, Jericho in it. I mean, depending on what rips and tears depends on the pain level. No. And it, and the other person. thing is that now, like today, they're they're just gonna stop it. Yeah, today low stop. They don't want to. They don't want to risk any further injury. Yeah. and I can't argue that. Right. I, or not. I can't argue against that. Yeah, exactly. So I'd rather see them forfeit a match and let them get help and redo that match a few months down the road, yeah. than have some star get permanently injured and never wrestle again, like Paige. Yeah, I agree. But, I guess that's all there really is to say on the Enzo and Cass thing. We'll keep you posted. (laughs) I'm assuming that it's not going to happen at this point, but, I mean, who knows? Never say never with WWE. If it it doesn't happen now, I feel like it will happen eventually. I think it will in time. If not both of them, one of them. Mm, Yeah. And probably Cass more than Enzo. Alright, so, you want to try to uh, re-pick our King of the Ring. Who's left in it? (laughs) We have... uh, Eight eight guys remaining. Okay. And we'll go the same way we did last time. Uh, Samoa Joe will go up against Ricochet on Raw. I got Ricochet. I've got to have Ricochet. Joe's just a, a big enhancement person. Mm, yeah. He doesn't Pretty win much. No. When it counts. Uh, Ricochet will probably get a surprise roll up, and then Joe will have the shocked, angry face. And then put him in the clutch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Joe Emo. But, uh, or he'll put him in the clutch and Ricochet will roll over backwards and get the pin while in the clutch. Yeah. We've that, seen that, that before. That's the other finish. Yeah. 
Uh, Cedric Alexander against Baron Corbin is the other one. I want to shoot for Cedric, but at the same time, I think Corbin. I'm going with Cedric, but I totally see them doing Corbin. Because I can't see... There's a lot of faces left. Yeah. Not a lot of heels. And you're not going to have the finals with a heel and a heel or a face and face. You wouldn't think. I would like them to just do face, face, but... I would too, but you don't... I mean, you don't see it. Right. And so, uh... For one, if they rob us of uh, Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet, oh god, to give us Baron Corbin versus Ricochet again, <laughs> and that's true since we've already seen it, we may not see it again. Like I, I can tell you that that match is going to just be like uh, Corbin dominates eighty percent of the match, and then Ricochet has his comeback and wins. If you do Cedric versus, versus Ricochet, it'll oh, just be all over the place. <laughs> You're going to tear that place down, and so. I have a theory with Cedric, too, is that the King of the Ring is going to finish at Clash of Champions. Yes. Clash of Champions is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Is it really? Yes. I didn't know this, and we could have got tickets. We could have, but... I uh, didn't even know. I don't even really want to go. I mean, we still can. Like, well, they're still there. Well, it's too late now. All the good ones are taken. But... I would have loved to go, man. Just get eh, it so close. Not... Nah, but... I don't, didn't say I was taking you. <laughs> I'm just saying I would have liked to go. <laughs> but, yeah, Cedric is from Charlotte, North Carolina. A, so. a lot, along with a lot of WWE stars. Yeah. Cedric Alexander, uh, just to say it, was uh, trained by the same uh, school I went to for three months. George? Yeah. George South trained Cedric Alexander. I, I never, I wasn't there at the same time, so I never met Cedric. Yeah, yeah. Cedric was already in NXT when you went. Yeah, I, I think he was in the Cruiserweight Classic right. at that point, or something. Yeah, he was already on TV. Yeah, but that's but, cool to say that you went to the same school that Cedric did. Yeah, Cedric, Tessa Blanchard, a mm-hmm. few others, but uh, and you've actually met Tessa, didn't you? What was no. that? Who was that one that you met? I don't think I met anyone. I thought you met that. Oh, you met that one girl that was supposed to go against Rousey and then got canceled. Yeah, she was supposed to be uh, an extra for a Raw yeah. thing, but didn't end up happening. Okay. But, uh, off track. But either, either way, <laughs> I think that there's something to Cedric being in the final at, in Charlotte. And mm. if you really want to get someone over, if you have Cedric win in, in his hometown... <sighs> I, I feel like you could make a star there. If their goal is to push Cedric, then yes, I would agree 100%. Put him through. Let him win in Charlotte, in his hometown. I mean, you'll it'll be a huge pop, for one. And he's a hometown hero. Mm-hmm. Along with half the, other, half the roster, but he's a hometown hero. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, I could see him doing it if they're going to push him. But yeah. if they don't plan on pushing him... I mean, obviously, they're not going to let him get past Corbin. Right. It's just like Corbin doesn't need to go any further. He's, he's had not enough. main event material. Like, Corbin has been pushed as far as he will go. He's been pushed, not, I'm not going to say nonstop, but he's been pushed a lot in the past few years. Mm-hmm. More than most. So, he doesn't need another push. Give it to somebody who deserves it. Who hasn't had a push yet, like Cedric. Mm, yeah. On the uh, SmackDown side, we have Chad Gable versus Andrade. 
uh, Chad Gable, who is short, if you didn't know. No, he's vertically challenged. He's he's Shorty G. Shorty as, G. As apparently might be his new name, but. Wow. Um, I have Andrade winning the. Even though, like, it, it would make more sense for Gable to win if they're really setting him up as calling him the underdog of the tournament. But but you're, now you're rooting for two different people. You're going for Cedric and Gable. Right. I mean, there's other guys, too, like Ollie and Ricochet. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing Cedric and Andrade in the finals. Yeah. That would be a good match. It would be. As long as you keep Zelina in the back. <laughs> I want a fair final match. Yeah. I mean, we've already been screwed with Kevin Owens and Shane. Yes. So we don't need to get screwed anymore on this tournament. So I think Andrade versus Cedric would be a great final. So you're going to go with Andrade over Gable? Yeah. All right. So then we have Elias versus Ali. And that's the other issue, mm-hmm. Ali. Because they could be wanting to push him because he had to forego his spot earlier. Yeah. So they be, could be trying to make it up and trying to push him to win the King of the Ring. Right. It's he not was, a title, but he it's... He was a, supposed to have the match with Nakamura at uh, a Clash of Champions, too. Last year? No, this year. Oh. Because he beat Nakamura in the non-title match. Oh, yeah. And, and then nothing happened, and they just used Miz instead. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's... See, I, I totally feel like Elias is going to win just because they seem to be back on that train again of Elias. I and hope not. The, I'm getting tired of the, the same thing. pairing with Shane. I'm getting tired of the same thing. But I'm going to pick Ali anyway. Just uh, because I want this tournament to actually be good. Yeah, so let's go with Ali. And if the last... If the final matches are Ali versus Andrade and Cedric versus Ricochet Oof. on each side, I wouldn't be. Then I, that's gonna get get us excited going into the final of the tournament. Yeah, because I wouldn't care who wins. The final's gonna be good. Yeah, it don't matter who it is of the four people. It's gonna be a great match. All right, so my raw side would be Cedric versus Ricochet, which I'm gonna roll with the Cedric train. Okay. And yours would be Baron Corbin versus Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah. So would you have Ricochet or Corbin? Are you going for King Corbs? No, I'm going for King Rico. Okay. So then... I'm I'm picturing Ricochet versus Andrade in the finals. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, they could definitely do that. I think it'd be a hell of a match. Then on uh, both of our sides, we have Ali versus Andrade. Yeah. So you have Andrade. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Ali. I have to. I can't picture him putting two he- faces or two heels together. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with Ali, and they could. My final would be Cedric versus Ali, which is something they've done before. It was actually a WrestleMania match. A pre-show match? Yeah, for the Cruiserweight title. Okay. So, I'll roll with that, and I'll have Cedric win in the whole thing. Okay, I'll go with Rico and uh, Andrade with Ricochet winning. Alright, so there's our repicks. <laughs> Something we don't agree on. It's hey, we, we agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, I'm glad to see we're... Breaking out of that, <laughs> disagreeing a little more. Oh, yeah. Well, 
the, this whole thing is difficult to predict. It is. And, and I, I feel like somehow both of us are going to be wrong, and it's going to be... It'll end up up being Baron Corbin versus Elias. No, it won't, because Elias is going to get hurt, and Shane's going to come back and take his spot. (laughs) But could you imagine if they have all these guys in this tournament, and they make Baron Corbin and Elias the the final? (laughs) You know how pissed that audience is going to (laughs) be? At home and in the studio, and in the crowd? Oh my god. I couldn't, I I can't imagine. Yeah. Because, I I, I guarantee you, if it's like that, I'll turn it off. I won't care who wins, so I'll just turn it off. All right. Now that we got that done, we'll... Uh, I still don't like the tournament, though. I've, uh, th- I don't like this, the way they're doing it. This last week has been good. I just I, I just wish they did it like they did before. The whole thing was in one pay-per-view night. Mm, yeah. That was the pay-per-view. There was no other matches. It was just King of the Ring. You know what? I'm actually glad we uh, segued into this because I, ha- I had an idea that I thought about. Okay. And I was thinking, like, what if instead of a King of the Ring... We did uh, a March Madness, and it wouldn't be in March because, like, that's going into Mania. Yeah, it could be, it could be anywhere. But you know, the college basketball thing is you have a sixty-four team tournament, and WWE employs like a thousand five hundred wrestlers just so, in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so so getting a sixty-four person bracket. And then doing it across Raw, NXT, NXT UK, and you could go as far as ta- house shows. You know, taking a tag team, and there's two spots. Yeah. If they wanted to go singles wise, right. And you could have that play out like over a whole month, and you well, know, like you have it play out longer than that. I think you could do it in a month if you do it at all. We well, got look. March Madness plays a lot more than one game a day. Yeah, but you could also go. You could have multiple matches on one show, and you could have I mean, you uh, that like a lot of them at the house shows too. Well, that's true, but I mean they have to have at least the first round matches. Yeah, the first round matches would be okay at house shows for some of them. You'd have to have show footage of it like yeah. during the show. They'd have to show like okay what happened or something like that. I would imagine that that would be like a nightmare to actually put together logistically, like to sit down and like just putting together SmackDown's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So well, I mean, really, what's the big deal? Well, what's gonna happen when they they have like the whole first round booked and Vince McMahon walks in and goes, "God damn it!" Well, I hate it. Well, tell him to call a timeout and go sit on the bench with his XFL league. <laughs> I hate tournaments. He hates tournaments, but what's going on right now? King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. I just don't like. I just don't like how it's all <laughs> separated. Now the way you describe, I think it'd be great. Yeah, it'd, get, it'd be fun. Get a crapload of people from both brands, all three brands. My bad. And some of them, like you could do them as network specials too. Like uh, it could just be a that, network special. Yeah. The true. whole thing could be a network special. Yeah, and that that, one, that way you don't take up TV time for something like that. Yeah. And, you know, you could do that throughout, like, the first round. And once you get closer to the end, you can have them more on TV. And now, going once you get, like, to, to the quarterfinals and the, then the semifinals, yeah, that should be on TV. But, the, like, the first couple, two, three rounds, leave it on the network. Let the big matches make it to the TV or house shows, preferably TV. Yeah. And the final would take place at a pay-per-view. It would. I, I think that would give the network more value. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have any right now, so I'd agree. Mm. <laughs> the most value it has is the catalog from other companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we have that 
out of the way. We will go on our last topic of the day. Oh, I thought that was the last one. No, we have one more. Uh, it was advertised from the uh, venue that Helena Cell will oh, be yeah. participating in. That uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt will be challenging for the universal title against either Braun Strowman or uh, Seth Rollins. So the advertisement didn't say who it was against. No, it just said whoever. I figured they were good. I thought they'd spoil it. No, because it but, it has before. But not only was this like just posted on the venue's website, they also posted it on their own Twitter. So mm. it seems like they. Uh, might have let things out too early, but uh, or they're hoaxing you. Yeah, I hope it's not true because it's too early, and we talked about this before we came on the air. Yeah, we both agree that it's too early for uh, Bray to challenge for the universal title. And he's had one match. Yeah, and then he's going to come in. Who does? Who the hell does he think he is? Charlotte Flair. <laughs> she is the only one that can come in with one or no matches and declare and get a title match. Right. <laughs> so the other thing with this is. If he challenges for the title, he has to win. Oh, yeah. There, There's no way around it. And it's something that I can compare it to. And it, funny enough, it also happened at Hell in a Cell. Was, if you remember, when Ryback was being built up. And he had the huge undefeated streak. And then they, they decided to put him against CM Punk in Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. for the title. But then they they booked themselves into a corner, as they say, and they came in a situation where, well, we don't want Punk to lose the title because we're we're gonna have him drop it to the the Rock or whatever. Yeah. But we we've also put all this time in Ryback going on this like year long undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. So we we don't want to have him lose either. So what did they end up doing? They ended up with Brad Maddox becoming the crooked referee and low-blowing Ryback and letting CM Punk roll him up. Yeah, so he still got the win and save the title, but and it didn't hurt Ryback because he he was it was a low blow. In theory, it didn't hurt Ryback. <laughs> yeah, but it showed that. And this is the thing I, I talk about a lot too with like guys like the Viking Raiders when what they did with them in the tag team turmoil is something <laughs> I brought up recently. That was a joke. Is that. There are certain guys that they that they push to a certain extent, but they don't want to go all the way with them. Yeah. And it it just tells us and it's apparent with things like the Viking Raiders thing where it's it's clear like we don't want them to lose, but we also don't want them to be champions. And yeah. I believe firmly you either go all the way or you don't. If you're going to push them, push them. Yeah, if you want to push them, push them to the top. Do what they did with Kofi. When the people wanted it, the people got it. Yeah. And look, I mean, I'm not saying it was easy to get, and it was a lot of bitching, Mm. especially on my part. But still, we got it. Right. So give the people what they want and don't just tease them. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the Viking experience or the Viking Raiders or whatever the hell they are this year. Yeah. So I just make up your mind. Push them or don't, but don't don't just give them a little shove and go, okay, well, that's as far as you're going to go. You can't go no further. Yeah. And we'll get and I'll say this like if uh if they're putting Bray into this match and just thinking like 
uh, we'll put we'll put him in the main events, and you know, hopefully, it'll generate some interest, and we can sell some more tickets. Ever, and they don't have a a plan on what they're actually gonna do. If they actually want to put the title on Bray, then they've already they've already fucked it up. Yeah, because even if he wins, I'll still think it was too early, and I still think it would be better if you built him up. Uh, Gaining wins month after month. When, not just wins, but even just sudden appearances to take somebody out. Yeah. And I don't mean just legends that can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see him come out and take out Bobby Lashley. Just just like that. Right. You know, prove you're dominant. Don't just go wear a mask and, you know, come out in the dark. And use, and use another stolen move from Mick Foley. <laughs> I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I, I and you know I, I love the fiends, and I think the uh, the majority of people really love the the fiend character now. Oh, I don't have anything against the character. Right. Uh, not at all. I don't even have a problem with how they're using them, unless they're going to unless push, they do this. Unless yeah. they do this, they need to build it up. And like I said uh, off the air, Royal Rumble would be a good time for him to win the title because he could have a few months of reign until WrestleMania when he goes against the winner of the Rumble. Which could be anybody. Yeah, I mean, I would rather they build up to him winning at Mania, just and, and I'd be okay with that. But either way, I think it's too early here, and uh, you know, it's worth uh, taking this with a grain of salt of whether it's actually going to happen because the and we've seen always be- card subject change, and we've seen it before where and they do that just to get people to buy tickets. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It would. It would not be unlike WWE to uh, leak something like that to generate interest in buying tickets and then not do it. I just saw on Cage side that uh, they announced Stone Cold for the September 9th... The Garden Show. Garden Show, because ticket sales are less, like half sold. Yeah. And the SmackDown episode is less than that. Yeah. See, they're, they're going to announce shit just to get people to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, oh, card subject to change, sorry. It says it at the bottom. Yeah, and, I mean everybody knows it. Anything can happen. Look like Moxley. Yeah. But when you're trying to go like two months ahead of time and pr- promote a title match with somebody that really, I'm gonna say, just started with the Fiend. Yeah. You're just doing that for ticket sales. You're not gonna have that match. And if you are, then you're crazy as hell. Yeah. And like what I would like to just see happen is the the fiend go against Taker again because Take Undertaker is going to be at the uh, Garden Show. I think it would be. You good. want to see a Taker match? I do. That's and, crazy because you never want to see a Taker match. And it's not even for like the part of Undertaker actually wrestling. It's for the. It would be a way to avenge the one of the major missteps from Bray's old self. Mm. was when he lost to Undertaker. Okay. And, and the other one was when he lost to John Cena, too. Yeah. Both well, at uh, WrestleMania. But we all know John Cena is not going to wrestle again. Yeah, at least not anytime soon. At least not while he's making movies. But, yeah, the, like, do you remember the whole storyline with him and Undertaker was that Bray was, was the uh, proclaiming that he's the new face of fear. Yep. And I think that's when his character started to change more into the Undertaker-esque character rather than the cult leader that uh, he started off as. It'd almost be a passing of the torch. 
really. Right. One one phenom to another. I mean, you think about it, like, the entrances will last ten minutes. Each. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, half the, pay, half the pay-per-view is going to be entrances. Yeah. A quarter of it's going to be promo packages and videos, and then a quarter of it's going to be wrestling. Yeah. And I could see him coming out with, like, the the uh, lantern the way he did with uh, his face. Oh, I love, but with the Undertaker. But with the Undertaker, yeah. And I loved that lantern. Yeah, it was I, awesome. That, but there was rumors that they were gonna not use it because they didn't use they didn't show it on like some replays. Yeah, they didn't put it on YouTube because yeah. of uh, obviously YouTube has a lot of uh, strict uh, guidelines. But B, I don't see what was wrong with it. I know I know how it could see, mm-hmm. but I don't see why they couldn't have. Yeah, well, because that kind of made the entrance, right? And that, I know they I showed think that it. was the big part too. And I heard I read that they showed it on the entrance, but any of the recaps they didn't show. Yeah, I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, but Bray seems to be uh, persistent that all the reports of the toning down are true. Yeah, so. everything I've read says the same thing. So we'll definitely see if they if they change the presentation at all. I hope not. And because everything about the the presentation and the entrance and the the remake of his original theme just sounded so much better to yeah. fit the character. I, I mean, I can see Taker and, and the Fiend doing. I'm not gonna say a good match, but having a passing of the torch match. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It would be. Uh, it it wouldn't be a classic, and I don't think. Like, the thing with this character is that I don't think that he has to have classic matches. No. Because it's about the the character over the... Over the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really the same thing that Undertaker was in the 90s. Like... Yeah. You, yep. you never heard about Undertaker having classic matches until, like, the, the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. His earlier matches, like, against Hogan at this night in, Tuesday, this night in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was all presentation. Yeah, it, that's all it was. And there wasn't big extravagant 30-minute intros and 30-minute entrances. Yeah. It was, you had like 50 feet to walk, and that was it. You don't have this 150 feet or longer. But back then, it was great. It was all about the character. Mm-hmm. No one cared about the match because of what was happening with the characters. Yeah, it was the story. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think uh, we're about ready to wrap up here. Yeah, I think that's about it. But we somehow managed to record this show and go an hour. We've been here for like two hours, but... <laughs> yeah, right at. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Only took an hour to get going. <laughs> the wonders of technology. Gotta love it and hate it at the same time. Next week, we're going to be recording into tin cans. <laughs> <laughs> Might sound better. Mm, yeah. But, um, I'll be on the YouTube channel. Be sure you're subscribed. Enhancement Talent Podcast links in the description. And we'll be on, I'll, I'll be on the YouTube channel Saturday nights for the AEW All Out review. I'll also be there Monday and Tuesday for the Raw and SmackDown review. <laughs> and then we will be back here on the podcast next Thursday to get Chris's opinions on everything. everything that came from that week. Whatever we have to talk about. For, well, you figure we'll have AEW, we'll have Crappy Night Raw, and SmackDown. 
Yeah, I mean, by then the the uh, semifinal should be set for the King of the Ring. Yeah, so we'll have a better idea how wrong we are. Maybe we could repick it. The third. <laughs> we'll have to repick it every week until the finals. <laughs> yeah. But thank you all for listening, and until next time, we will wrestle you later. <laughs>